right, here we go. Just another sports podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek, Josh Smith. Very pleased to be joined uh, this week by uh, Alan Etzler. Is a week and a half still fashionably late? A week and a half. Yeah, we wanted to have Alan on last week, but he, he uh, had another assignment that came up at the last minute. So, yeah, um, sorry, so he, was, he was pulled away from us at the, at I the don't think that's last possible second. <laughs> but uh, you hear Alan's voice on I several others. I think that's others. just rude. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sometimes readers come into the news post and uh, they talk to you for an hour and a half. So my apologies. Yeah, but you hear Alan's voice on several other podcasts here. How, how many podcasts are you hosting now, Alan? Uh, I think just in session. Uh, I've been trying my damnedest to get out of that, but it hasn't okay. worked. Well, we, we won't. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're an in-session listener, uh, <laughs> hang in there. Cause, and, and I guess it, I'll finish out session. Yeah, so. This one might be a little more fun. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Sports are better than politics. Uh, lots, lots to talk about this week. I want to I want to save some extra time uh, for a scene or to be seen because because uh, Josh just uh, spent the, much of the oh. last week at the Walt Disney World yeah. Resort. I wasn't so, I wasn't uh, even I wasn't even going to go into that, but you know, well, I'm, I'm interested in hearing your take as an adult <laughs> male on. Uh, <laughs> I have a, lots a, of takes. An, an adult male going to Disney World, so <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll save a little extra time for that and. And lot, lots of headlines uh, to get into uh, this week as well. Um, first and foremost, uh, Manny Machado, um, for you Orioles fans out there, now has a new a new home. He's a San Diego Padre. He got the 10 years and the $300 million that, that people think these guys weren't going to get anymore. And, uh, Josh, you're probably uh, the biggest O's fan here because Alan and I are Indians fans. Um, what, what's your take on Manny winding up in San Diego? Um it's kind of surprising that he went there since they're really a, a small market team with a very small fan base and nice place to live. Not any other stars in their in their lineup. Not yet. Not they, yet. They they have several they, of the top prospects. They have a in great baseball. farm system. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that was probably the determining factor. Now he's what twenty six years old, something like that. So there's time for uh, him to kind of wait for these kids to develop a little bit and, and come join him in the lineup. So I don't know what other offers were out there. I think what is Chicago said, they thought that their offer was the best. And the, the White San Sox Diego, camp said he was stunned that yeah. they didn't land Machado. He's like in tears practically. Yeah. So, so, um, so good for San Diego. I, I am happy. Okay. So I'm a lifelong Tony Gwynn fan. He's like my favorite player of all time. I, it's not like I was ever like a huge Padres fan. I always wanted them to win because he was on the right. team. But so now it's nice to see them have a premier sort of superstar on their team again to build their franchise around. I'm not sure he's he's a great guy to build your franchise around. <laughs> That's my only I, I was going to ask question is, mark. Is he worth three hundred million dollars? I mean, he, I man, I, I as when he was in Baltimore, he was the most exciting player and I, I had ever seen on the Orioles and in all of the years that I had had been a fan of that team I I was quoted as saying I wasn't quoted as saying it I I said uh numerous times we're gonna that, hold you to your word right Josh. <laughs> that he would be the great like if he stayed with yours he would be the greatest Oriole of all time um you know skill wise number wise not necessarily championship wise you know like bringing them titles but I I just really thought he was that kind of talent but he has um he has some baggage. He has some traits that aren't exactly appealing for a team that's giving him that much money 
Uh, but I, I yeah, he's, he's admittedly not yeah. Charlie Hustle. But the, an interesting take I saw was that he okay, so now he's in San Diego and it's a small um, market. He can sort of lay low there. He can yeah. There's so, no spotlight in San Diego. Yeah. So if he wants to loaf, and, and it's nicer than L.A. too. True. Honestly, so so if he wants to loaf or if he wants to, you know kick guys as he runs by on first base maybe it won't get as much play because he's not in LA or anymore but um I don't know it'll be fun to see what happens with him I I I just that's a lot of money and I, I don't think these contracts typically are end up being good contracts. yeah it's not it's I don't not care how young he is right it's not it's not, it's not that he's not worth the money it's a, it's over 10 years like you're locked yeah. in at 30 million dollars for for 10 years and and that seems to be when people push back against these contracts that seems to be the thing they push back against more than the money. It's not the money. It's it's the length of time you're paying these guys that much money. So yeah. So it's it's really the duration of the contract. The thing I like about it is he's going back to third base because the Padres have a good shortstop prospect. Uh, Luis Urias is the guy's name. He's going to be the opening day shortstop likely for the Padres. So Manny's not a very good shortstop. Um, and and he's, he's one of the best defensive third basemen, I think, in baseball, and, and that's his natural position, as he showed here in Baltimore. So I, I think that's a good move that he's also going back to third base, and he's a great great hitting third baseman. So, Alan, Alan do you have a, a uh, strong view on this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that he is not a shortstop. Uh, he's definitely a third baseman. I think uh, San Diego is a, a perfect place for him to just kind of be anonymous. Um but there is some intrigue with this roster now in San Diego. Now, the pitching is pretty light, but if you look around the diamond, it's going to be Urias the, at short, the the top, they're kind of probably top mm-hmm. prospect guy. Uh, Machado, who is a number three hitter in almost any lineup in baseball. Eric Cosmer's over at first base, a power hitting lefty. Um, and you're going to have Ian Kinsler probably at second base unless they have another guy come up. And then in the outfield, they've got four outfielders, including Will Myers, uh, who uh, is an all-star. Um, so this team is a little bit intriguing, um, and he may not get the anonymity he might be expecting. Yeah, I mean, they don't have established pitchers right now, right. but but they do have a lot of the right, top pitching prospects. prospects. Right. So so they so their pitching staff could be great. It's just not going to be great right now, probably. Yeah, so. they. I mean, but if they have one or two guys come out uh, of that system and become aces, you're looking at a pretty – a pretty solid team that could compete in that division. Yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna, they're going to want him to – I don't know how much of a leadership role they're going to want him to take. No, either. just be good at baseball. Yeah, because there's so They've many They've got a guy kids. like Kinsler, a guy right. like Hosmer. Hosmer, they're better, they're better guys than Manny. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to say that, but it's true. You don't want Manny influencing these a lot of these kids because he's – I mean, he's got some issues, I think. Yeah, and, and in some ways he still has kind of the maturity of those young kids. Yeah. He's still a kid in some ways himself. So Machado gets three hundred million dollars. What do you guys think this does for Bryce Harper now? Because Bryce Harper, unlike Machado, has won an MVP before. He's he's been a league MVP before, so he could be looking at that contract and saying, "Hey, I I, I want more." So, so do you think Harper holds out for more now, or do you think the itch to get it into a camp is going to be too much that he'll accept what's already out there for him? <laughs> and there's numerous three hundred million dollar contracts that are reportedly out there for Harper, and he hasn't he hasn't accepted one yet. So. Uh, uh, that, that's what I saw today from Yahoo. I, I just so. I keep saying this. We, why? I mean, I, if I'm him, I want to get into a camp and I want to get ready. 
um, you really got to get your feet under you. Alan, you're a former baseball player. I mean, you can speak to that. I, I don't know how long he's willing to wait to sign a deal before he gets in and starts working out and getting ready for the season. I, not that he's not working out right, right now. I, I think we're nearing the point where he takes a one-year $35 million deal um, and then searches for that long-term contract next year uh, because it's clear – at least right now, that he's not getting the number yeah. he's expecting to get. I don't know what that number can be. I mean, 10, 10 years, $300 million, because they backload these contracts, you're looking at somebody who will be 35, 36 years old making $45, $50 million. That's insane. <laughs> and he's saying no to that? Right, and that's not enough at this point. So <laughs> I don't know what he's looking for. I don't think he gets it this year. Um and maybe some player uh, association action changes kind of this suppression of salaries that we're seeing this season uh, and, and allows him to, to do that next year to make that money. Bryce might be heading out to sea before the end of this, <laughs> oh, uh, but, but before the end okay. of this show. But, so. so, Greg, you, you're, you keep saying you think he's going back to the Nationals. <laughs> do you think he goes back to the Nationals for, like, a one-year deal like that, like Alan's talking about? I, I was just going to ask you guys, do you think the Nationals have spent a lot of money? They've spent almost yeah. roughly $200 million this offseason. Do you think they've moved on from Harper? I've, I mean, they have they have an – uh, serviceable outfield. They have a decent outfield with, without him there. Do they are, do they need him, and have they moved on? So they have in the outfield Soto, uh, uh, and they have Adam Eaton, uh, and they right. have the other kid, Victor Robles. Robles, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Where's he that, fit? That, that's a pretty solid outfield. Well, anywhere you want because he's better than all three of them. <clears throat> he, But is he – Worth spending thirty five uh, million talk, dollars. You're on. talking better overall or defensively. He's. Pr- I mean, I, he's not. I think he's the better player of the three overall. I sure, think with I, overall player, yeah. Yeah. And you can take a player and who is better than anyone and fit him. Let's not forget, like he can probably other also play other positions because he started as a catcher. Um, yeah, and they were trying to get him work at first base last year. Right. So I, I mean, it depends how bad the learners feel like they are if this is quote unquote the year which it seems like it's been for almost the past Ah, five or six i mean i thought it was last year i don't know if there's any amount of money they won't spend if they're desperate enough Mm -hmm. but i don't think they're desperate though that's 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 the thing so yes a couple weeks ago i was saying he's going back to the nats why would you go to the phillies and not come back to the nationals i mean i i didn't see why the phillies made so much sense unless they're offering them way more than everyone else but now but now i'm starting to think that the nationals are, are have moved on they're, they're fine without him they, they offered him 300 million dollars he turned it down they offered him the machado contract and he didn't take it so um so I, i'm 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 starting to believe that he won't be back with the nationals and I, i'm not sure that they need him and, and that was gonna be my buy or sell do you guys buy or sell the nats as a contender without Bryce Harper. Man, I, I got burned by them last year. Right. You were saying they were going all the way. Yeah, I said it. I stood by it almost the entire season. They, so I'm selling. They didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm selling. I, it just it just doesn't seem to matter like what they have on paper. Something, something goes haywire with them, whether it's injuries or just guys having down years like Harper had last year. Or I, I'm, not, I'm not buying them. I'm not doing it this year. Right. I'm not either. They need too much to go right. I mean, you have – you look at – the two corner outfielders in Robles and Soto and Trey Turner, like all three of them probably need to have all-star years for this team. Yeah, Rendon, who was like a re- who had an awesome right. season last Rendon year. Rendon is so, probably right. the team's best player now. Um, Adam Eaton's a good center fielder. But, but you need at least two of those three to break out and be all-star caliber guys for this team to really go where it wants to go. And that doesn't factor in 
the rotation. I mean, the rotation is obviously, you know, you're going to get what you're going to get from Scherzer and probably Strasburg, but what will Patrick Corbin be? Uh, that's kind of up What will Strasburg be, be? I mean, that right, guy's yeah. – he's iffy. It seems like every season he's iffy. When he's in there and he's healthy, he's really good, but uh, that's seldom the case. It's I, I'm, I'm selling, too, just because they're the Nationals, and they've had – uh, loaded yeah. teams before that have that they can't even win a playoff series, and, and that and that's with Harper on, on on the team. So even if you put Harper back, I mean, how much better? How much better are they really? Right. So yeah, I mean, Harper's had one really good year, an, an MVP season. Other other than that, he's been very he's been excellent throughout his career. But like, if you're gonna pay a guy like an MVP, then you want him to be an MVP more than he has been. Uh, speaking of that sort of thinking i saw something great i can't remember who in the heck it was from uh may have been tom verducci but he had a great comp for manny machado do you know who it who it was who, who's an, ML, an mlb an comp? mlb comp that is in this region it was ryan zimmerman and he oh, he no. had his yeah he had his numbers he had zimmerman's numbers through this point in his career against machado's numbers in his career zimmerman's were better yeah, Zimmerman's not lazy. Also, right. I don't think that's a good comp. I don't know. It was. I was surprised at the numbers. That's all. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I would. I would be surprised by that comparison too. Um, but I would. I would take Machado. Over. They oh, were. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, they, I mean Zimmer, Zimmerman was he was a disaster defensively. Uh, late, uh, later, early in his career, there was no glove like his. That's at, that's uh, what at makes th- them interesting. Just a third, right? He was yeah. a third baseman yeah. initially. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was. Um, he was he was a really good player, but they hadn't surrounded and, him. And he's yet. become a good player again, but yeah. uh, but he, he had a period in there where it's like, oh, what are we getting with Ryan Zimmerman? Exactly. Right. So Did like, he have like an issue with throwing the ball? Thro- th- right. right, they he moved him throw- over to first base because he couldn't he, throw the ball anymore. He right. couldn't stay really couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, is is this your favorite time of year, Alan? Uh, start of baseball season uh, as far as sports go? Uh, no, I hate February. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We I get, mean, we, but get, like, we get a little uh, closer to April. Uh, now you're talking, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in spring training now, but right. like the start of the baseball season, o- a- opening April, day, o- opening day, opening day is also around the time of WrestleMania, and that's March when Madness all too. my juices get going. I hate March Madness. <laughs> oh yes, I love it. So you're not you're not going to run our office pool this year, Alan? No. See, no, that's uh, that's Colin's you speak show. my language. <laughs> I'm not like some freak about March Madness. I like, yeah. watch. I love the drama of it and all that stuff, right. but I don't give a crap about you're brackets. Not, you're not analyzing, and you don't I'm care on the record about, about that, and you don't care about other people's I brackets. I do not give a crap. Either. It's like it's similar. My similar. It's similar to the way I feel about Disney World, and that oh, we'll get into that. And then I hate hearing like I didn't tell anybody that we were going. You know why? Yeah, because I, I didn't want it. Because I didn't want to hear about everybody's experience? Disney trips. I don't care. And you know what's even worse than that? And I experienced this with my mother while we were on our trip. My mother was giving me not a first-hand account of Disney World, but a second-hand account of Disney World <laughs> from some woman who who like oh, works Joey at her salon. Oh, Joey down the street. Yeah. They went down to. It was like some woman in her salon and her experience. I'm like, Mom, I don't care. Like, yeah. uh, it's the same thing with March. It's like, I don't care about your bracket. I don't care about your Disney experience. There is no more annoying sentence than when somebody walks up to you and says, oh, man, this crushed my bracket. Yes, like, exactly. It's just, or I got I got five you know uh, out of ten today. My bracket's something. busted. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, lots of other stuff to talk about. Uh, among them is uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, reaching a settlement with the um, NFL. So um, it's undisclosed. Uh, everyone's uh, for sw- now sworn to secrecy. It, it'll it'll be it'll come out eventually. But has the right thing happened here? I mean, should Kaepernick have settled? Should the league have settled? Um, I think is, the league is this the way it should have played out. Yeah, I think the league wants it gone. I think it was the right thing from their perspective. Um, he wins. I don't. He wins. 
yeah, I think anytime there's a settlement, one of the two people yeah. should have settled. Yes. Uh, and the other person kind of maybe gave in or was given a number. In this case, I think he was given a number. It was him and it was, it was also Eric Reed yeah. too. Um, so. I, I found out they uh, they had to drug test Eric Reed before they reached the settlement. I'm just kidding. He was drug tested nine times. <laughs> That's in, right. In he like was six making games noise last that. year. Um, no. So uh, are, are we sure he's won though? Yeah. What if the what if the mo- amount of money is like three million dollars or something like that? I mean, uh, what, 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 what if it's the, not. Yeah, pr- probably not? You wouldn't thirty maybe. You wouldn't think. But I don't, you know, I I think thirty's underselling it. It might be. I th- I think he, I think he ultimately wanted to get his contract back. I agree so like with you. whatever whatever he had when he signed in San Francisco long term, which was something like 119 million dollars, was with a bunch of, you know, yeah, uh, in, incentives and incentives, things like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's somewhere in there. I can definitely see that, and um, I don't know. I just think he's he he's a victor here. He re- he is. He's um, now he's got a jersey deal with Nike out of all this. Here's my question though, and and Alan, I'm interested in getting your take on this as a as a 49ers fan. Like, have we blown Colin Kaepernick into more than he actually is through this whole hubbub? <laughs> I mean, what was he as a like? Michael Jordan never missed a shot. Like, he made every shot he ever took. He's this legend. He's the greatest basketball player ever. Like, there's no bris- there's no besmirching Michael Jordan's legacy. I mean, Colin Kaepernick was he a what? I don't know that anybody is arguing about his ability other than he should have been he employed. Should, he should still be in the league. Uh, yeah. I don't think he was by any means a savior to anybody. Certainly, as a 49ers fan, I could have done with or without Colin Kaepernick. Right. I, you, you know he's not going to take your team to a Super Bowl. You have to put a, a he's bunch done, of pieces he, around he, him. He's he very similar it. to Tim Tebow in that. You have to build the team around his skill set. And a lot of coaches aren't willing to do that. And that's, I guess, their prerogative. But I think in terms of blowing him up, to more than what he was i i can't say because like i'm obviously not black but i think to the black community his what he's done transcends anything he could have ever done in football yeah yeah i would i would agree with that i'm, I'm just saying the legend of colin kaepernick i think surpasses colin kaepernick so i mean some people still want him back in the league after not playing for two years do you so. think he wants to play football they keep saying he does. I don't know. Uh, he turned down. He turned down money from offer the a- from the AAF, a- 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 right? Which might uh, actually make sense, given that they can't pay their bills. So yeah, right. They, he also, they needed a bailout. Or he something also like opted that. out of his contract with the 49ers. So the, the, well, he, he would have been released if not. True, but still, uh, it, it's interesting how it's played out. Um, I, I'd be interested to know the amount of money he was awarded. Eric Reed too. Like was was Eric Reed right uh, awarded the same amount? I'm guessing no. Probably not. No. Um, well, because there—I mean, there might have been collusion, but ultimately, Eric Reed was allowed back in the league. Maybe ultimately, it, somebody yeah, signed him. I was reading about it, and the word collusion, I think, is thrown around too much. Maybe the word, and it goes back to like what happened with Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco was blackballed. Like it wasn't necessarily collusion, but it was like there was a there was a lot of people in the league that didn't want him in the league, and I think that's probably the case here. And now they're saying collusion with the baseball owners too, despite all these big contracts that are that are out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, with, with all these free agents, so I I agree the word collusion is used uh, far too often. It's a, yeah, it's so. a popular term now given where yeah. we're at. Where we are, yeah. So I mean, is Kaepernick done? Are are, are we saying that yeah. Kaepernick's done? I yep. mean, he's, he's, he's got money. He's got his money, I, and we think he got a lot of money. So I don't right. know that he even needs to play. Yeah, I, I I think he's done. I I still don't think. I think the part of settlement was they. Don't want him to play. Yeah, <laughs> like, they don't want him in the league. Let's yeah. just let him go away. Did, yep. did you see the store in uh, Colorado that uh, pulled all its Nike merchandise because and went out of business? Uh, be, uh, because they didn't like 
Colin yeah. Kaepernick was the face of Nike now. <laughs> the store is now out of business uh, because they did that. Maybe so. they sh- maybe Nike should worry a little more about their shoe the caliber <laughs> of their shoes. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get into that in a, in a second too. But first, I wanted to touch on the crazy story that just happened within the past twenty four hours of this recording. And uh, Jim Beheim, uh, the, the the Syracuse basketball coach, has struck and killed a pedestrian uh, on, on the highway. Jim Beheim's been in Syracuse forever. Uh, I don't think he had any plans to leave, but now does this change that? I, I can't see him coming back and that guy coaching. Will, that guy's never going to stop coaching. It's never happening. Yeah, but what if he's in jail for m- manslaughter or something like I that? I don't think that. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. He, I mean, this certainly could happen. Yeah. I don't know the specifics of what what went on there, but it sounds like this person was outside of their vehicle. May yeah, have, it happened may on a highway. Yeah, right. it may have been in the road. For all we know, I haven't read enough about it to know, but. If he's not charged with anything, that guy's not going anywhere. I mean, he's he's that guy. Didn't he get suspended or a couple of years ago? And for for one of his assistants, I right. remember I remember reading about it. And he was like almost like going insane at home, like not coaching. <laughs> he's not. He's one of those guys who will die before he quits. Probably on the court. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, and the court is named after him, of course. But just the emotional toll, like killing someone is like <laughs> it's not like you just sh- sh- walk into work next day oh hey guys uh, yeah how you doing uh, yeah. what's up i mean i know it was an unusual circumstance and he might not have been i don't know how much fault there is to put on his shoulders but um but <laughs> it's it's not an easy thing just to bounce back the next day and say oh let's, let's back to practice guys or it's true. That's true. or let's, let's do layup drills or whatever he'll, so he'll take off until March Madness, watch. <laughs> right. That'll be just enough time for until him to the get team over this. hits a three-game well, well, losing right. streak. Well, he fill out a bracket uh, uh, <laughs> in, in, in the March Madness. He'll probably have Syracuse going all the way. So, um, you, you mentioned Zion Williamson, who who was hurt um, uh, in, in the opening minutes of the Duke North Carolina game, which North Carolina won easily at Duke. But the interesting thing about that, in addition to uh, giving heartburn to all NBA GMs that that want to win the lottery and draft this kid is that his shoe completely f- fell apart. <laughs> can you can you guys think of a comparable? I mean, I'm sure there are, and but one's not springing to my head where you have a crazy situation like this where a kid's shoe falls apart. No, I I, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's uh, you see some weird things, but um, he's a freak. I mean, he's a <laughs> He is a gigantic human being, and maybe those shoes just aren't made to handle a six foot eight, two hundred and eighty pounds. He needs to talk to Shaq or something like that. Pounder, well, yeah. slam it on the brakes like he did. So that was that was something I saw interesting on social media, which means it's definitely true, right? Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> right. Um, but somebody made the argument that he should be buying shoes made for LeBron, made for Shaq, because they're built for that type of. Uh, impact, Torque, I guess. Yeah. Are they? Apparently, I don't know if that's true because he's wearing Paul George's shoes, right? Those were the shoes yeah. he was wearing. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. To your question, the only thing <laughs> I can ever think that was like as crazy as a shoe exploding is when Randy Johnson threw the ball and killed, killed a bird. bird. But yeah. like yeah, that right. wasn't that I, I wasn't that, equipment I, malfunctioning. I, I knew there were examples. I just they just weren't springing. How about, mind. How about like Bryce? Remember it was a couple years ago? Bryce Harper broke his bat and hit a home run. That's happened before too. Yeah, but right. That was a everybody went bonkers over that because who who how could that happen? He's so powerful. Look how strong. Sammy he is. Sosa broke his bat in a freaking cork. <laughs> he got, came came flying out of it, <laughs> which which caused which caused an uproar. So, yeah, I mean, you just don't see shoes 
fall fall apart like that. So do we want? Yeah, do we want to get into the bigger issue here about about Zion now? And well, a mi- they're saying what a mild knee sprain. So oh, that he should totally just shut her shut her down. Be done right. With, yeah. The que- the question is, does he does he keep playing? Go around. Go. Let's go around. Who? If you're Zion, what do you do, Alan? If I'm Zion, I uh, I commit to Duke as a freshman or senior leaving high school, and I get to Duke, and I show up, and I say, Coach, I'm not playing a single minute this year. And then I sit out. Wow. I wouldn't have played anything. Right. Screw college sports. I love it. Greg? I would I would have played college basketball. I mean, it's Duke. You have a chance to win a national championship. But right now, I mean, it's February. The season ends in a, a month, and, month and a half. I, I would not – play another minute for 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 duke <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that now just like i was with bosa sitting out there you know not even trying to come back for ohio state last year i mean if i'm him i and i we talked about this when uh when the when the rule i guess was changed a little bit about the g league and kids were allowed to go to the g league instead of um you know going straight to the nba or instead of going to a college if i'm him i'm just like what's the, i mean if you want to play go play in the g league go play right. at duke Make some money at least. Then you're a professional. You can become a. He, if he had gone to the G League, he'd have been able to get endorsements. Or China, Europe. Exactly. Manuel Mudiay went his to name, China for a year. Right. His name was huge because of the internet. Everybody knew who he was. He could have made millions, tens of millions of dollars if he would have decided to go pro. And even if he had to play in one of those leagues, right. he, he would have. He would have been a millionaire many times over just from now. endorsements so yeah so if i'm him there ain't no way in hell i'm stepping back onto the court for coach k right and and now i mean duke who lost handily to a good team like carolina i mean they might be totally out of the national championship picture now i mean they have other really good players that they'll be a high seed in a, in a, yeah, a, 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 a good team but but you wonder if that kills their national title hopes too and if, if that will weigh on zion's mind is am I costing my what team? What is he? Is, am I costing my team no. a potential national title if if I don't play again? But at the same time, you gotta look out for yourself and look uh, out for number one, baby, right. till you get that paycheck. Uh, and another big injury could really jeopardize his uh, NBA future. So uh, hopping around a little bit here, uh, back to the NFL. Uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, will, is, is now a, is now a free agent. Um, any strong feelings about that? Um, just after his ordeal of. of just like we talked about with Zion sitting out a season. Um, has he I, has he hurt his stock I, at all? Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think he's going to be what he was. I just I think he's he's going to have to find a really good situation somewhere, and those aren't just you know it's there aren't great situations everywhere in the league. He's he's I can see him ending up somewhere and just having a really average career to finish it out, and because they used the hell out of him in Pittsburgh, I don't know how many great years he has left, but. Um, I just I'm I'm not sold. Still on think the, he's under thirty, so he yeah. hasn't hit the thirty running back wall yet. I'm but. not sold on the idea that he's going to go somewhere else and be as great as he was. I'm just not. Yeah, Alan. I am less concerned about giving big money to Le'Veon Bell than I am Antonio Brown at this point. Mm. I I would rather have Le'Veon than Antonio Brown. I even with all his suspensions and stuff that he's had. Yeah. I I seriously think something might be wrong with Antonio Brown. I'm I yeah like, he's like out of his mind. He was at the NBA All Star game and his 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 outfit and his hair. He has I, like a blonde he's a fashionista, Greg. I don't I don't. He has want a blonde to, mustache now. Like I don't I don't want to make light of it, but I'm legitimately worried about CTE with him. Yeah, because he has just gone off 
completely off the rails. Yeah, he's out Le'Veon there like Pluto, has, man. Le'Veon has been outspoken, but mostly it's about the fact that, like, I just want to be paid. I just want yeah. guaranteed money. Will he come back and be the same? Probably not. But I think he could come back and go to a team like Indianapolis and do really well, do yeah. wonders for that team. Um, so I I have more hope for Le'Veon than I do for Antonio Brown. Well, the Antonio Brown thing is apparently, I mean, he met with the Steelers' ownership. They hashed out whatever they had to hash out. But they both agreed that it's – they mutually agreed that it's time to part ways. So it looks like some sort of trade will eventually happen with Antonio Brown. Um, yeah. The, the team he's most linked with, Alan, is your 49ers. Do you want him? Do you want him on the no, 49ers? No, gosh, no. I would hate that. I've actually, I've actually been hoping that there is a team desperate to trade up for the number two pick, and I hope that team is the Green Bay Packers or the Oakland Raiders. So you get the two first rounders, and then you take one of those first rounders and you flip it for Odell Beckham, who's apparently, yeah, maybe on the trading. Board. That would be the ideal scenario. Well, what's for his me. mental capacity compared to Antonio Brown's? Though, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I mean we're, 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 we're talking about. Roughly the same guy. This is the guy who acted like he's kissing I, a gulp, <laughs> uh, kicking net on the side. He's kind of weird, but and he's, he's been caught with like a I, white powdery substance, and uh, that's actually and, that's actually and, true. And, 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 and he's a girl. stupid. Right. I don't know. He's yeah. weird and he's stupid. I think. I I'd prefer him to Antonio Brown at this. Well, point. why? The, where, where where are you drawing the line? Um, Antonio Brown hasn't. Um, it seems to like intentionally cause scenes. It feels like to me Antonio Brown has just been like Beckham does that too. It, it, see, what's an example though? That all that stuff that he does like on part the sidelines. Part of that's like the no. I mean, I mean, what uh, he did causing, against with Josh Norman. I mean, that like time. causing a scene to get like to get off of his team. Oh yeah, well that hasn't come to hasn't gotten to that point yet with him. Maybe but, it will. Well, they were talking about trading. Eli him has for, another crap they were, year. Then. They were talking about trading him for a year. They, wait, last all of last year they were they, wanted, they were trading him, year. but he they've. I mean, he never really was like, yeah, get me, get me out it. of here. Yeah. I can't stand this that's quarterback. They, that's because they already had given him his big contract. If he wasn't signed to an extension, he would have been but like, But the yeah, offseason, yeah, they talked me. about that for most of the offseason. And they speculated that he would be traded. I I don't see him as big of a problem as Odell Beckham. I also see him more of a, as a scheme fit for the 49ers than Antonio Brown is. All that being said, probably doesn't happen either way, so... You don't think I don't care. I, I just, if, if you're the Packers and shut, uh, oh, shut up, I don't want to hear about if the you're, Packers. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're gonna get him. Right, they are. Happen. They are. They're gonna trade one of their first round yeah. picks for him. Right, Aaron Rodgers needs a receiver. I mean, yeah, that's just what Aaron Rodgers needs. Well, besides, <sighs> they, they have good receivers, but but him on the Packers would be would be in, interesting uh, to say the least. So have they, have the Steelers going back to them? Have they played their best football with Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback, or are, are they done even with even with Big Ben as their quarterback? Yeah, especially if they trade Antonio Brown. Who who's their I mean, number they have, one they, receiver? They have, uh, Juju, Juju? Uh, Smith Schuster. Who's their number two receiver? Good question. And who's their running back? I don't, I don't even James, know. James Conner, who I think is a good running back, but but not a great running back. Yeah, I'm trying back, to think of who so. their number three guy is, their number three receiver has been. But I, uh, yeah. James Washington is a guy they drafted last year from Oklahoma State. Oh, that's State. right. And then they have Jesse James, who's a really good tight end. Tight end. Uh, Vance McDonald, who they have two good Vance two McDonald's good tight the guy ends I'm right now. Yeah, no, Jesse, J- Jesse James, too. I yeah. mean, they have two good tight ends. So. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, it's, uh, they, they, they were 7-2 and two and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and part of it because Antonio Brown's voluntarily sitting out games that you need to, to, to make the playoffs. <laughs> see, you would never so, see that from Odell. Right. Uh, 
last thing I have before we get into scene or to be seen, uh, George St. Pierre, the, the great yeah. mixed uh, martial artist. Josh, we'll get your take on this. Alan, you're, you're into MMA so. much, <laughs> probably more than I am too, but uh, your thoughts on uh, GSP retiring, Josh? Uh, I'm sad about it. Um, he was, he's a legend and he may, and he is probably in the top three all time pound for pound fighters in that company's history. And in that sports history, I think it's probably him. It's Anderson Silva and it's John Jones in some particular order. And any, you know, you can shift them around any way you want. Maybe there's somebody else I'm missing, but he was on the frontier of, becoming a true mixed martial artist when that sport was really coming into popularity and gaining widespread attention um he was the first guy that was not really a specialist he had a karate background as a kid and he was and he's a he's a championship caliber wrestler and so he melded all of those skills together better than anyone he's he is an athlete he wasn't just a fighter and you would see um more and more of that happening as um the years went by and he sort of he's the one who started that really that's that's the way the sport is now you see you don't see too many specialists you have guys that are really good at one thing but and you can speak to this alan because you you know you train in that in that sport now and it's really you got to meld all of those things together and that's what the sport is and that's really what gsp did gsp did before anybody else yeah it is so incredibly hard to become elite or a master of one form of martial arts and he did it for several different kinds which i think speaks to his a his dedication to it and b how great he he was in the sport in terms of how i feel about him leaving i get really conflicted about fighting yeah um because you miss the like you miss seeing a great fighter fight there's kind of a sense of relief there too because I don't know if there's a sport where like when age catches up to you it's more apparent. Yeah. There is no I I don't think there is one that when you are too old everyone notices the pretty o- much immediately. The only other thing that is comparable maybe is an NFL running back where right. like they a lot of times just fall off a cliff. Right. And I worry he's 37, so like I don't want to see the guy get put in a hospital because he's fighting right. a fight he shouldn't be. Fighting. And how many le- how many legendary fighters have we seen that have said, okay, you know what, I'm done, and they really are done. Right. So I, I I agree with you. I hope that this really is a he is true to his word, and he just doesn't come back right. because he came back he came back after four years away, and he, he beat, looked good. And he looked good. He beat Bisping, and he won the uh, middleweight title, mm-hmm. which was up from he he ruled as the welterweight champion of the UFC for years. And he came up and he came back and he and he won that belt. And now he's going out. I, I I'm happy that he's. It seems like he has all his marbles still. Yeah. And and he never took. He wasn't a guy that took a lot of punishment. He's almost like um like Anderson Silva was so good at defensive fighting. He was always the guy that. Um, you know, he would take the fight to the ground. He was, he had a takedown that was just unstoppable. He didn't really take a lot of damage. There were only a couple of fights where he looked like he really got beat up. Like Matt Sarah knocked him out. It was kind of like, a, it was one of the most stunning moments in UFC history. But beyond that, and, and I guess Johnny Hendricks beat him up pretty good in a, in a, in a fight that GSP won by decision right before he initially retired. But, um, you know, he, he's, it seems like he's still 
with it. And um, so you don't want to you don't want to see him going like I, the Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, well, Tito Ortiz. Chuck, uh, r- Chuck is an example. <laughs> BJ Penn is another example. He just he won't stop fighting. He Liddell came back and fought Tito Ortiz recently. These guys should not be being sanctioned. Like no one should should sanction them to fight anymore. Fedor. We, just, we talked about him recently. He got knocked out in 30 seconds a couple of weeks ago, and he's, right. there's no way he should still be fighting. But obviously he can sell tickets, so they're, you know, they're, the promoters are still going after him. So I hope GSP just kind of goes away. I mean, it's a testament Fade, to his – Fades into his you – know, into the sunset. As a testament to his greatness, I mean, there just wasn't a lot of drama or mystery to any of his fights. I mean, you knew, yeah. you knew what you were going to get. Uh, the instant takedown, gr- ground and pound really, for, for, for three true. rounds. Uh, did he finish a lot of fights? I mean, I, you guys know his career much better than I do. I mean, As, did well, he, he, were most of his wins by decision? A lot or, of them yeah. were. Um, he, you know, but he won a lot of really big fights early in his career by um, choking guys out or by knocking guys out. Or he beat Matt Hughes, I think, by a submission to to win the title initially, the welterweight title, way back in like '06 or '07. And um, yeah, he was he could just do everything. Uh, kickboxing. He was a terrific kickboxer. He won kickboxer. fights by knees to the body. Yeah. I've never yes. seen anybody beat, do that. He beat. He beat. Yeah, he won Matt Sarah in their in their um, rematch. Their rematch with knees to the to, to the to the midsection essentially. Who was his greatest rival? Matt Hughes was probably his greatest rival, and that was really early in his career. Uh, he didn't really have one. He didn't have a lot of Hendrick, peers. Hendricks was one. Hendricks. What I I watched that fight and I thought Hendricks beat him. Yeah, I really did, and I was surprised that they gave him. He won a. I think he won a split decision. I don't know if it was unanimous, but um, it was one of those deals where, like, if it was, you know, it's you have to take you have to take the belt from the champion, right. you know. And I don't think Hendricks did enough in that on that night to do it. He didn't have a lot of, you know, a lot of hardcore rivals. I think there were a lot of times pe- people wanted to see him fight Silva when those two were younger. But it right, the, the the takedown guy against the ultimate yeah. defensive guy, and I so. think it could have happened because GSP had he would usually cut to get to one seventy. He's what one eighty five, one ninety naturally. I or, think naturally, yeah. yes, exactly. So he could he could have fought at one eighty five, I think, and uh, and Silva always, you know, that's that was his class. But um, yeah, he didn't have too many, you know, hardcore rivals. He, he just. He beat the hell out of everybody. It right? would have been interesting to see him against um, a McGregor or a yeah. Khabib. Uh, or that was, or, they or, both or, have wanted uh, that fight. They both uh, said. I know. Khabib, I think, came out and said, hey, man, let's do this, you know, just recently. And um, I don't know. It seems like he's done. I think this is, you know, he's got a lot of money. He's, you know, he's, he's a, the thing you get your we're not giving him enough guy. credit for. He's a super smart guy. He's a very intelligent guy. He knows he doesn't want to be the the Chuck Liddells and the Tito Ortizes. He's not going to fight a fight where he just for the sake of doing it, there's got to be doesn't a, need to. There's got to be a re, there's got to be a reason to do it. Yeah, he'll be a legend. Uh, I mean, when was the last time he lost? Um, Matt uh, Sarah was the only guy who beat him. Really, right. I think um, BJ Penn beat him way way right. back when, really, and then really he came back and beat BJ. But yeah, you know, I think do, you're do, right. yeah. Do what Michael Jordan should have done and just walk just off get, into into the sunset and don't have some stupid comeback you know, where, where you're sort of tarnishing your 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 legacy yeah, at all. Yeah, and, so. and the other thing that you're, you to mention about his intelligence is that I think right before he, he left initially, he was make he was squawking and making noise and um, being quoted a lot about the UFC's drug testing program. He was not a fan of the drug testing program because he thought too many guys were getting away with cheating. And that, I think, is one big reason why he initially quit, was gone for four years. And what happened in that four years? They adopted Olympic-style testing, and it's been much better for the sport. And I think he spurred that. So, you know, yet something else he did for the sport. 
just a he's just like a first class guy and athlete and champion so it sucks to yeah, see he has that his he's brain, gone, but it, it's a sport where you get your brains scrambled and guys yeah. have the ct and the concussion issues he, it doesn't seem like he, yeah. he has that because he didn't like you say he didn't take a lot of punishment so he's got his health he's got his brain he's smart just He's got his record, and he'll, he'll be a legend and can come back to do ceremonial things yeah. for however long he wants to do it. So, so, so yeah, it, it, it seems like the story's ending the, ending the right way. So, All right, uh, time for the boat. Uh, who, are we, who are we throwing on this week? I'll, I'll go first, and I'm throwing, go. I'm throwing Bryce Harper and his agent Scott Boris on the Ooh. boat this week. Okay. So the, numerous reports. Teams are offering him $300 million. Bryce. What do you what, what do you what are you waiting for? Three oh five, three ten. Take the three hundred million dollars. Get into camp. I mean, let's it's t- it's time to start the baseball. Is he season, trying to figure so. out like how much money it was he needs to get to to take care of his grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren or something? I right. Mean, come on. The this the twentieth is... generation of Harpers yeah. uh, after this. So, I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, you've already made a lot of money. Money's not like a huge need of yours right now. It's time to play baseball. Get into camp. Um. Get but. Uh, I'm I'm just fed up with the whole story. So uh, you're you're on the boat, Bryce. All right, you got Alan. This is Alan's initial uh um go round here with it with the boat to nowhere. So is this only sport? Can, no. can I keep this only sports related? No, we we we've thrown we've we've thrown maroon the five. Line, the line gets really really long if we start going no. out into everyday society. So I'm just gonna stick with sports. For me, it's Antonio Brown. All right. Well, he, I think he's he, actually he's already on, on it. But he's on. already on the boat. But yes, but you can throw him. But, but go you ahead. can throw him on a dinghy behind oh, the boat, God. or just throw him overboard. And, All right, Josh, and, you need to go so I can take a new one. Um, I had a couple uh, that I was kicking around, and, and this is a non-sports guy, and this was a guy I don't even I don't even know who he is. I just was driving to the airport when we were going to Disney, and my dad has AM radio on, and they did a five to ten minute report about this guy named Jussie Smollett. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's who, a big story now. He starred in Empire. Yeah, so he's some actor who made up uh, some, some attack. Some attack. I, I'm not a, even – like, we're not even talking about it. His ass is going on the boat. He's, now, I, he's now in jail. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous that they did, like, a – they did a five-minute report on – it was a news, you know, AM news station that we were listening to, and they were, like, delving into all these details. But I'm like, who cares about this guy? Like, why – it, does anyone need to know about him? But that's the world we live in, isn't it? Where we just eat up celebrity gossip and all of this crap. So that guy's going on the boat. Another one. Uh, it's another broadcaster that I have an issue with. I was watching the game last the did Duke he, game. Did he make up a word? Jay Billis. Look, he must. I he must have used the phrase "absolutely spectacular" like in every <laughs> other sentence. Spectacular is a pretty good adjective. I think it could stand by itself. I don't need. I don't think you need to say it was absolutely spectacular when you're talking about like a pass for an alley oop or uh, whatever. Like he just also we kind of overuse spectacular. Like yeah. was it really spectacular? Exactly. Like, like tone it down a little bit, Jay. Yeah, he, he's he's fawning a little too much, maybe. Yeah. Plus, so. he's a Duke guy, so I got issues with him there. But get he's going on the boat. Whoever designed Zion Williams's shoes. Yeah, there you go, Alan. You, you got one. Um, throw them on the boat. And while we're at it, throw Zion on the boat because I can't stand hearing about him anymore. Do you, have right. any, do you have any pop culture? Anyone that you're sick of in pop culture? Any? I mean, we've thrown a lot of people everyone, on the boat. So. Everyone who will participate in the Oscars. On the boat? <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> So you don't you won't watch the Oscars? Oh, I at can't all. stand the award shows. See, I, I love that, and I, don't, I hate them. And it's so like, much. and it's every. I don't even see any of the movies. I actually have seen one this year, surprisingly. Which one was it? Black Klansman, which was awesome. 
Um, is, that, is that the Spike Lee movie? It's the Spike Lee movie, and it's it's great, and I would love to see it win just because I've seen it, and I'm I, Spike Lee is he just makes you think when his movies are they make you think. Um, but I love for whatever reason I always watch the Academy Awards. It's just the pomp and circumstance, and just the it's just. It's you over love, the top. You love the ego stroke. I do. It's I can't so over the it. top. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Um, Mickey or Minnie, uh, do they steer clear of the boat uh, this week? I'm or? not throwing anyone on. For, I, I have. What about Darth Vader? Your son got to fight him. He did. I have plenty of thoughts about um, Disney. I've taken copious notes, and they will well, all well, appear well, in a column that will be forthcoming. Okay. Well, I, we are you going to complain about the length of time he got to fight Darth Vader? Absolutely not. I don't think I'm even going to mention that because wow. there are so many other things that I have to talk about when it comes to my Disney trip. That um, that's a very minor part of it. I think. Well, we'll, we'll get into scene or two B scene, and we'll start with you a two B scene. Just give us a Cliff Notes version of your gen- general impression. We don't want to spoil your column or anything, but, but <laughs> what were you, what were your general impressions of of, of Disney World, Josh, as, um, as a forty year old man? <laughs> Oh my God! General impression. I have so many. There were just so many things. Like, okay, here's one example of something that really, um, I, I, I don't understand it, and, it's, and it just kind of got on my nerves. We were at the Magic Kingdom when the second night we were there because we wanted to see the fireworks because we heard they were great, right? Well, we didn't plan to sit and watch the fireworks. We were waiting in line to get in ri- on rides while they were going. Like the display of fireworks they put on is like. It blows the display of Baker Park, for for example, blows it out of the water. It's like 10 times that. They just keep shooting them off. It's crazy. <laughs> the number of people that were taking photos and videos of the fireworks. <laughs> what the hell are you ever going to go back and watch a are, video? Are, are, you, throwing, are you throwing display? those people on the boat? No, because it was too many of them, Greg. It would sink the boat. Like the boat <laughs> like, I'm, I'm standing I'm just like, why is that something you need to take a photo of? Uh, you could buy a postcard of it. So, so that's one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. There's a bunch of other things. One one hilarious, like my brother and I are very similar in, in that we love to make fun of just about everything, and this was a gold mine for making fun of things. Oh yeah. So uh, there's gonna be a lot of that. And one thing one thing that made me la- literally laugh out loud was that same day at the Magic Kingdom, we were walking th- walking from one ride to another. And we just happened to come in front of the the castle. And whatever the hell it's called, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm not a Disney guy, in case you haven't guessed. Like, I don't know all this Disney stuff. And all of a sudden, like, this this song strikes up, and all these characters <clears throat> come out of the castle, and they start putting on a show. Like, right there, it's like, it's like Donald and Mickey and Minnie and all the main characters. And <laughs> you should have seen some of the people that I saw, like, literally running to get a spot like front and center like women who weighed like 300 pounds like had probably never run you know more than, more than 20 <laughs> feet in their the, lives it was the fastest they've ever run i was like i couldn't like get out of that woman's way like she had her phone out and of course she got right up in front and center it was taking video i'm just like that's what disney does to people i guess uh so yeah it I, was, I once saw a grown woman cry when she met baloo from uh, Jungle Book. I, yeah see i it's stuff like that i just i don't get it um, there's a lot, there's just a lot of stuff that observations I'll have. How did it compare to your expectations? I mean, you went in with a preconceived notion of what it was. Did it meet it? Did it, was okay. it wildly That's different? a really good or? question. Um, most of the rides are not as good as you would think they are. There is not really one single ride that I would say was worth the wait in line that 
we had something called a fast pass. So mm-hmm. every day, like my wife, like scheduled all of this stuff perfectly. And we had these things called fast passes that got you ahead of the general line to a lot of these rides. And we didn't have to wait very long for most of them. But, but the general line for most of those rides was like 90 minutes to two hours. There's not a single ride there worth that. In there, my, there's in my not estimation. a single ride on the planet exactly. that's worth did that. Did you ride Space Mountain? Woo! We did. We did ride Space Mountain. That was the first. Yeah, it was one of the first rides we got on. Um, but uh, there was one. There was one ride that sort of blew me away, and we did that on the God. It was Animal Kingdom, so it was the third day we were there. Um, and I'm sort of. I'm really kind of glad that we did it on the third day. Because it it would have ruined every other ride before that because it was that great. It was called Flights of Passage and it's an Avatar ride and it's essentially oh that's new yeah it's essentially just this you're in a simu it's like a simulation you put 3D glasses on and you feel like you're flying and it's probably ten, a ten five to ten minute ride and it's like like my I think my brother said it best like television will never be the same like nothing will ever measure up <laughs> that I watch on TV again because of this ride so um. That was the only one that was sort of mind blowing. Like uh, the other ones were just kind of like, meh. I could give or take that. Really. Did you drink around the world at uh, Epcot? No, that was you the did, first day did. we went. Yeah. Uh, I think I had one beer in Epcot. Um, my brother and I almost got into a fight with the uh, the girl who was pouring our beer because she tried to short him on his beer. And oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So it was a you know we ordered a pint of beer. It was draft beer. And they didn't they have they didn't have any of that beer on draft, so she just she charged my brother a full for a full beer, and then she opened a can and poured him twelve ounces. She's like, well, we, and my brother's like, what what is this? Like, you give me four more ounces, open another can. She's like, oh, we're not allowed to do that. And he's like, well, then give me my money back. I want tw- I want sixteen right, ounces I, of beer. I'm paying for sixteen ounces. Yeah. I want sixteen ounces. And so, you know what was great was like like you can tell like these people are so coached. Everybody who works there is so coached. And they they all have to say like have a magical day at the end of their transaction. But her like she just kept essentially repeating the same the same line, and that was, I understand your frustration. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, I think my brother just was like, give me another beer that you have on draft, and you know. But it was like we literally almost got in a fight with this woman on our first on our first uh, day there over a beer. And you were there not for you, but your your son obviously. Did, yeah. you, did your son have a good time? Did he enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, I think most of the, most of his enjoyment came with came from being with his cousins, who he doesn't get to spend as much time. You know, he spent four days with his with his cousins, and uh, you know, he, a kid with his priorities. Well, yeah, he was. He just loves to be around them, and. I don't know. Some of the he he wasn't he doesn't show a lot of emotion and get excited about stuff. He takes after his his uncle and, and he just, just doesn't even. Move. Yeah, f- f- fighting Darth Vader apparently wasn't. Yeah, that, that wasn't that. So great I either. mean, I think he did he did have a good time, but he would never he would never really say that. Cop to it, okay. Yeah. Alan, do you have a scene or to be seen? Not uh, not the Oscars, I guess. I guess it's so. a to be seen. Um, Saturday, we were talking about fighting. Saturday, my gym that I, I train at is hosting a uh, sparring uh, challenge with several other gyms around here. So I'm really excited. I, I know a lot of the people at my gym have put in a ton of work to get ready for this. A lot of them are sparring for the first time in live, in kind of a live uh, atmosphere. That's cool. Um, so I'm I'm pumped for them. A lot of them did weight cuts and everything. So it's 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 pretty cool uh, to see you know them really get into into this. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped to go and see that. Have you seen, have you had to, have you dropped weight since you started doing this? No, I mean for, if I were doing the sparring challenge, I'm not, um, I just haven't 
done enough work yeah. in the last six weeks to to get there. Uh, I would have done a weight cut, but uh, are you looking you know, for? Fight? I knew pretty much immediately I wasn't going to be forget, forget my ignorance. Are you looking for fights? Or are you just looking? For, are you doing it as a way to stay in shape? Yeah, for me, it, it's just been a way to stay in shape, uh, just to be be active. Um, I I enjoy sparring. We spar at the gym a bit, but um. But you're not looking to launch a fight I don't, career. I don't, or anything no, like I don't want to be hit in the head. It's <laughs> kind of the whole reason I got into this was like learn how to Defend protect yourself. myself if I somebody wants to hit me in the head. What's the name of the gym? Uh, the Fort. At, um, yeah, the Fort Martial Arts Academy. It's based inside of Soldier Fit. Okay, but yeah. I wanted you here last week because I wanted I wanted to get your take on this, but I I threw Vince McMahon on the boat last week. Oh, Vince totally deserves to be there because they they're incapable of giving us the WrestleMania match that we want. Why is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey not a one on one match at WrestleMania? Why why are they throwing Charlotte Flair into in the mix here? Because Vince doesn't trust women to main event the biggest show of the year. But that would though. That, that would. That's the match everyone wants to see. Why can't they just make it and, and he, give it? Give he it to thinks the fans? he thinks Charlotte Flair needs to be in it to give it the mainstream. Do you agree uh, with that? No, absolutely not. Becky Lynch is the hottest star in wrestling. Ronda Rousey has the mainstream uh, popularity. That's the match everyone wants. They can just make it. Yeah. Just just do it. I I agree. I I think um, there may be some longer term plans here if they do a triple threat uh, I, I, with, I, I, with four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. I, but I'm not sure. And not Do they really call them that? Four horsewomen? Yeah, both both the both the MMA group and the WWE group. Oh, wow. I just hate triple threat matches in, in general. I, I like the, I do too. the, the, the mono. Uh, if you have the know. WrestleMania main event. I got to interrupt. What, what is it? What is that? Triple threat. One, it, one yeah. V one V one. Like there's three people in the match instead of two. It's like it's like Ronda okay. Rousey versus Becky Lynch all versus them, Charlotte All in there Flair. at the same time? Yep. Yeah, right. Usually, uh, no. Usually, somebody falls outside of the ring, lays down for 10 minutes while the other two fight, yeah, and acting somebody like they comes got in. Hurt. Yeah. Right. But, it, but it's, it's, it's yeah, one versus one versus one, like Alan said, instead of just one-on-one, on one, which everyone, I yeah. think, prefers. So it's a, ma- it's a match everyone wants to see, and, and, and they're not doing it yet. And I, but I think if, for a WrestleMania main event, it shouldn't be a triple threat. Match. I, I mean, don't think so either. It's got to right, be one on one, right? Exactly. So, so that's why that's why I threw Vince on the boat. And I was sorry you weren't here last week because I'm, I'm sure you would have backed me. Backed me oh up yeah, on, absolutely. Vince is always Vince always belongs on the bus. Yeah. Oh, so let me or on the boat. Let's sorry. let me piggyback on that subject and and also in the segment the the scene or to be seen uh, to be seen. Could we could mention that? So apparently today I just saw that there's going to be a, a movie made about Hulk Hogan's career on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah, and his rise in in W into WWF fame. I guess. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm I will definitely watch that. I, I'll watch it. Sure. I I saw uh, the Iron Sheik tweeted uh, that he wants to play the Iron Sheik in the movie, or else the movie will suck more than Notebook. <laughs> he's apparently like an excellent uh, follow on Twitter. Yeah, because he's, oh, yeah. cra- he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's on the Stern show quite Is a bit he? too, and they have him on just because he says crazy stuff. So yeah. I, I love right. I love the Hulkster as a kid, but his act never really evolved that much i mean so so as i got older like his act became less enthralling for me like the training you know brother the 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 training the prayers the vitamins all all that stuff like it was it's never really changed it's like chris berman who i used to love as a kid too but he's still telling the same jokes and making the same sound effects with the same nicknames it's like the the act never changes uh, really it's an interesting choice for a biopic given I don't think it's going to uh, include what's happened in the last couple of years, and it's not going to dive into his family situation, <laughs> right? And and so why pick him now? 
Like why right. why not pick another if you want to do a biopic? There are a lot of WWE people worthy of biopics who would be super interesting and haven't been embroiled in controversy. So I thought this was an interesting choice, but I'm going to watch it. I, I agree with you. I think a lot of what's happened to him later in his life was much more interesting than his rise to right. fame initially. Like right. that needs to be, that obviously can be part of it and a large part of it, but I think they need to delve into. Like the, the sex scandal, uh, the, the families. Yeah, it's not complete if, you, if you're not doing all of that. Right. If you're just going to do his glossy wrestling career or whatever. So the the thing about him that's just so amazing is that he really was a bad wrestler. Oh yeah, he was he was not good in the ring. And it's just uh, that's He just he just happened to come about in the 80s when not everyone was so muscle bound. He was just this muscle bound guy that could talk. Yeah, he had tons <laughs> of charisma. Yep. Right. Kids what loved him. About. He, he, exactly. he came along at the perfect time. Like the the exact same guy, he would be laughed at if if he came about. And in, in, I mean, in, it's in, like in I, I just remember age. as a kid watching. I'd I'd see him. I'd only get to see him on like I'd get I'd go to the video store and rent the WrestleManias because I never ever would have been able to get a pay per view. So I'd have to see. That's the only way I would get to watch him wrestle, right? And I would watch him. And I'd be like. I just I don't get it. Like I never understood it, especially when like every Saturday morning I could watch the Rockers and they'd come out like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty yeah. and they'd be flipping around the ring doing all this crazy stuff and you're like, man, these guys are amazing. Like why aren't they more? Right. Popular? Hogan wrestled only like five or six times the yeah. whole year yeah. because he wrestled at the four big pay per views and then because that, that was the big four at the time and then he would wrestle an occasional like Saturday night's main event or something like that. Yeah. But his his schedule yeah. is nothing like what like the John Cena's do or or those guys are wrestling. I guess he wrestled Hogan did house shows, I guess, which are the non televised events. But he wasn't um, at the ones I went to. Probably not many though. Uh, right. Yeah, but know. but his his schedule wasn't nearly as demanding as I think today's guys uh have. So I'm gonna go uh two I'm gonna go scene uh with mine and I'm gonna go with the dunk contest, but not this past weekend's dunk contest which oh. which was why well, was it very good but the 2016 dunk contest i saw highlights of that with aaron gordon and zach levine the dunks they were doing are insane did you not yeah. see that i guess that I, year? I, did, I, I didn't see it live but i've seen all the highlights in the clips and someone said this is the best dunk contest ever prove me wrong and and you watch the clips and you really can't like the dunks like Zach Levine's like doing the Jordan free throw dunk, but someone's like tossing him the ball. So he like jumps, he catches the ball. Aaron Gordon's jumping over like the Philly. I think I don't know where the where the game was. It might have been in Philly, but he's jumping over the Philly fanatic, and not like jumping over Shaq where you like push off his back and for right. like elevation, but like getting entirely over the Philly fanatic by himself. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I could show you guys the clips, That's but, cool. but but I remember it. I loved that dunk contest. It was awesome. It, is it better than Vince Carter when he won? Yes, really. Yeah, I mean, it the, is. The, the, the two. It's the, it's the two of them, I, and I'd say it's better than anything Jordan and Dominique ever did. So, like the the clips are insane. <laughs> they they took that to a level of which like I don't know what else you can do with a basketball. Yeah. That's something we talked about this last week. Like that's what everybody says every year. It's just sort of like, okay, well, we've seen everything at this point. Every now and then, you get somebody new that comes in and, and does really sort of. I I don't know what that next thing will <coughs> right. be. Maybe it'll include like drones or something. <laughs> I have no idea. But I, this past dunk contest wasn't very good. You didn't have no. any star power, and plus the guys were missing. I mean, right. guys were taking like five attempts to get one dunk down. I so. thought you were going with a two B scene in previewing the twenty twenty dunk contest. Of Zion, Zion Williamson versus the champion this year because apparently they had a dunk contest in high school and Zion beat Diallo, so he wants a rematch. So that'll be cool. 
I wonder. We'll if, see. I we'll mean, see. it would be great if LeBron ever did it too, because some of LeBron's warm-up dunks are like they would win yeah. most most dunk. He contests, needs to do so. it just once, just once before he gets too old, and just do it for the fans. He, he do, promised he, really he would one year. Yeah. At the All Star game, he said, "I'll do the dunk contest next year," and then he, he never to, did it. Right, you can't call yourself it. Michael without ever doing the dunk contest, or better better than Michael. So. All right, is that it, Alan? That's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll have you back on yeah, uh, great. sometime soon. So, thanks for uh, having me, guys. Yep, thanks to Graham for producing, and uh, thanks to you all for listening. This has been Just Another Sports Podcast.